On today's episode, we talked about outlets for death workers, what our own outlets are. Ooh. What's helpful? What maybe can help you? Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. This just in, Dr. Nick, we're going to talk about our outlets and other outlets for death workers or people in the, the death profession. How about that? Let's plug it in. Plug Let, it out. Plug it in. Plug, plug it in. in. We're not sponsored yet by them, but soon, hopefully. Wall outlets. <laughs> Wall outlets. <laughs> You know what it is. You we are sponsored by Kroger Wall Outlets. There you go. There you go. The, 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 no, that's the one that we are. But anyways, yeah. we're going to talk about our outlets, Doc, today. Um, first and foremost, I think for anybody who is dealing with a very emotionally, um, could be traumatizing occupation like we deal with, um, we need outlets. We need things that distract us and also um, in a uh, healing way. Uh, be able to uh, vent some of the grief out. Um, I think for a while, I think everybody in this profession, when they first start, they're not really told how to do that, right? We we learn through school, you know, okay, this is this is what you need to do, and this is the this is the the, the kind of professional you need to be. But nobody really talks about like taking grief home with you or taking it or, or having to actually sit with a mother who just lost um, her baby. You know, you, nobody really teaches you what to do to kind of be able to um, be in there, be in the moment empathetic, but also be able to focus uh, some of that grief elsewhere too. Because the, like Doc, we've talked about, if you keep it in, eventually it's going to come out one way or another. Yeah. You know, it's really it's really easy to get caught up in the trap. It's really easy to forget about yourself in this whole picture. If you are a death care uh, worker in some way or someone who takes care of someone who is dying or, you know, it's it's draining. It's very can be very dark, can be very lonely. I think that's that's I think the the big word I keep thinking in my head over and over again is when I think about this kind of career that we put ourselves in, it, it does feel very lonely at times to work through that. I, I think it's really important to take some time, even if it is 20, 30 minutes a night and just, you know, empty the bushel basket, you know, because there's just so much that we hold on to, whether we like to or not. I feel like it's it's like it's like we're a, we're a wet rag, right? At the end of the day, we need to, you know, oh gosh, what am I thinking? Wet rag. That's like literally like, when you um, say somebody's a wet towel is no, like no, no. But but like you, we, we got a sponge. We're sponge. But we got a what do you call that? You got to like, you got to you got to strain it. You got to strain, strain it. it out. We got to strain it out. Yeah. And I think one of the ways that really is helpful for me is focusing on the present right so whether it's with the kids or my wife or try to be in the moment because when when you're stuck in thinking about what you've gone through that day you're not being present right you're 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 rehashing re-going over 
and that stuff sticks and it's really important when you see someone else in the death industry and they're looking low or whatever try to pick them up you know i do it with benny all the time oh absolutely i think that goes i think that goes both ways and and to be to be completely frank um a lot of people do like we're we're told a lot of people like they are, we're always told that like these conferences like do yoga and do um, meditation. The hard part for a funeral professional is we never know how our job actually looks. We don't know how our day is. So pl- try to extra plan things that we already don't have time to do it can be a very, very challenging. I'm not saying obviously if, if you want to do something, you're going to make time to do it. I'm not, I'm not also saying that, you know, obviously it's important to meditate. It's important to do yoga. But for me, you know, I found that uh, hobbies that I've had forever, even before 100% going into the funeral profession, has helped me out. A, um, in a punk band, in a punk ska band, doing a lot of skanking, doing a lot of dancing, getting out there um, with the boy detective. Doc and I and Kapali were in a band um, and still are, but we're kind of on a, a small hiatus right now for Kapal. It's a punk band too. Um, that's kind of going on, and that's been that's been fun for the years. Um, but also um, this, like this podcast for me is huge. I, if anything, I've learned so much more from just going over these topics, you know, really delving in and actually like, oh, okay. Like not just understanding the topic, but actually going in more in depth in it. Um, another thing is, you know, um, Doc and I, and I'll let Doc do this, but we we are very uh, much integrated in our community. Um, I'm in a couple nonprofits um, I'm helping out my community with the local Christmas festival. Um, I, you know, I have a beautiful family um, that a, I work with, but also that I have at home. You know, my beautiful wife and and my two children, and they help too. Being able to throw the kids up in the air, or see them riding their bikes, and kind of get lost in that. Um, so yeah, like hobbies, like start a band. <laughs> you know what? Go start a band. Uh, it's it's the perfect time to do it now. Um, and it's a good art. It's a, I think art is a huge one for me, whether that be you paint, you do poetry. I do poetry. Um, I write, I try to journal. Um, there's so much way, so many ways that we can do all of our, all of our things. Um, not only that, but I, I'm trying to kind of get a little bit into leadership stuff and consulting. And that kind of takes a little of my time too, which has been, been absolutely wonderful. But honestly, I think this podcast has been wonderful with venting some of my, um, stress. Well, everybody has a hidden talent or pick something. It up, pick it up. Put it down. Put it down. Okay. That hurts my soul. We're moving on. Um, but everybody's got some sort of hidden talent. I think the important part is being creative, right? One of the best ways to problem solve in general is being a person that is allowing creativity to flow, whether that is through art, music, poetry, writing. Um, For some people, it's exercise. That's how they be creative. Um, Other people, it's, it's, you know, just being a part of something, something bigger than yourself, whether that is, you know, joining a group or being part of a community or, you know, education. Oh God, it's so important. We need to educate. And the thing is, is that, you know, some of these things, hopefully, right, are, you don't look at them as like a job because the minute that it turns into a job, it's not a hobby anymore. You know, I, I talk to musicians who, you know, start actually, you know, getting paid for what they do. And they tell, you know, they t- say over and over again, when it becomes a job, it's not as fun. Right. 
And I think that's the key, right? Just try to find something, puzzles, um, Sudoku, like find something that you find is beneficial for you in your brain, but also you feel accomplished. You did something, you know, and I think that's the important thing because, you know, when you get stuck in the day to day, it can feel like almost like imposter syndrome where you're like, am I really helping people? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. over and over again, you know, me being, you know, a psychologist, Ben being a funeral professional, like we deal with people at their worst. And it's really at times very difficult to set yourself aside and realize that just you being present, you being there, you being patient and courteous and kind can really change someone's day and hopefully their, their life. And then, you know, it's the, the, the trickle effect or whatever that's called. I'm thinking in my mind right now. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Trickle, trickle, the trickle effect with the rock on the pond. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the the trickle, that's not what it's called. Is it called ripple ripple effect? There we go. The trickle ripple, you know, you know what we're talking about but yeah the ripple effect you know just by making someone's day hopefully they go out and make someone else's day so to all the listeners out there i hope that i am hitting home to someone that needed that refresher because it is easy to fall into the imposter syndrome oh absolutely well not only that but like for some people it's just tinkering you know building things or crafting whittling a nice whittler the beekeepers it's not, it's beekeeping. It's uh, uh, being a bee, uh, beekeeper. Um, no, but uh, honestly, it's just anything that, that, that gets you into you, you know, that g- kind of takes you away from uh, everything that's going outside. I will say this, though. I find, Doc, it's hard to get into hobbies sometimes, too. And that's okay. Like, it's okay for you might have a month where you're like, I, I just, I can't. I can't find fun in this normal hobby. Um, I, I would, I would, you know, I think it, just like anything else, one of the things that I've come to find in my practice and dealing with people who struggle, you know, depression, anxiety, one of the things I hear over and over and over again, the toughest part about doing anything is the start. So I always tell people, sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. You know, the, if you really enjoy music, you can't make me believe the minute that you got all the instrument out, the cable all, all adjusted, all that stuff, and you start playing that you're not going to enjoy it. Well, what if what if the the person that you loved was into that too, and that was something you shared with them? So I can understand how that could be a trigger for that emotional um, disconnect with that hobby, because at that point you're struggling. To be present. Now, I understand you could look at it the other way, and it's easier said than done. That okay, when they love you you too, you just you just said it right. It's all about how you look at it, right? Right. So, so the thing is, is that that thing that may make you feel disconnected once you try it again may actually do the opposite. So maybe be a little uncomfortable. Be okay with being uncomfortable about it. Well, grief is uncomfortable. What? No, but I'm like even like even like the hobby. Like, is it something like? Not necessarily force, because force is always the wrong word for that situation. But is it something you should kind of, you know, swim in it? You know, kind of swim against the current there for a little bit. You know, it depends on the person, right? There's some people that need that that booty kicker, right? That's going to be like, Ooh, hey, boot-tay. get off, the, get off the couch. You know, get off the babe. couch. You need to get up. You need to go eat. You need to go exercise. Move, right? Some other people need like the gentle, like, hey, I get it. I understand. Mm. I get that that it, it it's painful. It hurts. If you need to sit there for months, sit there for months. 
I think it it all depends on the person. And I, I think really what's really the most important thing is that just you trying to help them, maybe at that time doesn't come across to them like that, but just be patient. That's the big one. You know, be, be patient. Be patient, be like, patient it, with yourself. Come. Be patient with your hobbies. It'll come. I mean, if you look at the the DSM, right, the, the big tome that all mm-hmm. of us therapists look at, right? If you look at depression, right, one of the things that comes with depression is loss of interest in hobbies. Yep. Right. Yep. That's part of it. That's one of the diagno- diagnostic criteria for it, meaning that when you're depressed, when you're sad, you really don't have the motivation to do anything. Right. Right. Well, and I think I think something that we need to talk about, too, Doc, is there can be very dangerous outlets for grief, too. Um, uh, obviously, addiction is one. It's huge. Um, and it especially is rampant in the um, death care professionals. Um, a lot of people struggle with addiction, whether to alcohol or to pills or to opioids or to anything that um, uh, separates them from reality. Um, not to mention hurts their health, right? Well, it's an, it, it's an escape, right? Yeah. And the, the thing I tell the people that are addicts or, you know, starting off their sobriety or whatever, like it makes sense why you did it. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. a great way for you to step aside from all the difficulties of life. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a numbing. It's a numbing to the the feeling in um first I, first and foremost I'd like to say to all of our listeners out there if if you're struggling with addiction or if you know somebody that's struggling with addiction, go out there and try to find help. Um there are people out there, there are professionals that can help any any addiction. Please go out and find it. Um, especially when it comes to grief. Grief is a very, 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 very tough subject. And it, it's hard for even professionals like Doc and I to really get a grasp on. So please, please go out and get it. But yeah, I, I find that too. I find it's interesting because you go into a room full of, and you know, I'm not calling out specifically anybody, but a room full of funeral professionals. And I'll do the joke about like, oh, that's why I got my alcohol. Or, you know, you know how funeral directors die. They die from either you know, uh, liver cancer, lung cancer from smoking or drinking. Um, it's just, it's interesting because as much as it's like a ha hearty, har har, there's always like a little bit of truth and humor. You know what I mean? There's always like a little bit of truth in the joke. It's a dark humor. It's a dark humor. Right. But no, but, humor. The, but that's the thing, right? Is that we all have crutches. We all have things that gets us through life. Unfortunately, a lot of them can be very unhealthy and very, if not watched and not looked at, can really get out of hand quick. Uh, Doc, can I ask you this? So if you have a, a patient, what are some easy outlets that people could get? To, like somebody out there that's really struggling to just find something, some outlet. What are easy outlets for people to kind of get started with? Well, we, we know through research, we know that exercise is one of the most important things. Um, with anxiety and depression, it helps with the dopamine. It helps with the serotonin. Um, another thing is, is like, I just want to put a blip out right now. We're getting close to winter in, at least in Michiganders. Um, you know, seasonal depression is real. It does exist. People suffer from it. Take care of yourself. Go get, go get one of those happy lamps that, that. Ooh, what about if you get into bird watching? 
bird. Hey, you know what? Birders. A lot of people love birders bird are watching. Huge. No, my, our our mom is is a birder. Um, She's a bird. Shout out to Patty out there in the world. Didn't you have a professor that was a bird? I like birds. Bird I really do. Dude. I like cardinals. I think cardinals are like the coolest bird out there. I've always liked them. They're bright red, and I like the females because they're super cool. They're, they have a the little been... bit of pink. They got a little bit of pink. They got a little bit of orange, but they still they still got a little red in them. Yeah, they have orange because they're red. Yeah, but like the females, they they have, they have the orange beaks, so that's how you can tell. They're them. a very light red. They got a really cool song. I wish I knew it by heart. I'm all, I've been particular to the to the blue jay. Well, anyways, mean, we, uh, birding is a big. They're thing. the Raphaels of the. And birds. I know you can get like a book. You can get like a book and like cross out like like birds you've seen like you've seen okay other birds now that we've talked about birds for, for a while you can do your birds and your she shack no i mean she shed. the other thing i always tell people is this is why dogs cats are dogs. so so important to people mm -hmm. because well for one they're not going to tell your secrets you can mm -hmm. tell them everything and they're not going to tell anybody two they're actually you know studies have shown that you know that there is like a dopamine serotonin for hugging and petting dogs oh of course or cats or whatever yeah, animal horses really is cows. there for cats i mean really cats are is there any truth to that cats are very interesting uh participants in life i guess what about birds <laughs> What about fish? Birds are really cool. Birds are really hard to pet, though. They don't you know, normally I let will you pet say, them. I will say, if you're in a waiting room and there is a fish tank, it does pleasantly distract for a while. No, I the new like thing, them. the new thing are shrimp tanks. Ooh, shrimp. you heard about these? <laughs> shrimp this, tanks. They're really cool. Like you, okay. they, there's people that literally have fish tanks full of little sea shrimps. They're little shrimps. Okay. And they, they like go... <laughs> <laughs> you can't like see legit shrimp yeah little little baby shrimps i see i would rather have seahorses if you're gonna go that route well i mean if you could get a whole tank full of seahorses i'm sure seahorses are expensive anybody out there on the market's got some seahorses let doc and i know so we can have a seahorse tank but, but i i think that again we're, we're going into you know for some people it's it's uh skateboarding for other people it's rollerblading roller skating i know that roller skating derbies has come back and sports sports is huge i think for, mm -hmm. for a lot of this oh, too yeah. Um, great exercise, but also connection with others. Isn't there? Isn't there like a thing to twenty five minutes? Isn't twenty five minutes the the like the the golden number? Twenty five minutes gets your body completely the 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 number of um, right serotonin. I think. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing because if you look at you know the last time I, I, I it's been a while, so this mm -hmm. might have changed, but the last time I looked at like the, the, the normal human beings attention span, it's 30 minutes. That makes sense. So it makes sense why 25 would come up. Um, but I also think that you need to find something that does get you away from the pains, the horror, right. Of, of yeah. the day, oh, yeah. day to day stuff. Like oh yeah. D and D Dungeons and Dragons. If yeah, you're into that, baby. that's amazing. Let's, let's put that Roll in initiative. There. Uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of my uh, patients, music in general, listening to music. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just uh, will put this out there. Be careful what you're listening to. Um, you know, if you're in a very depressed state, you know, listening to depressed music may not be beneficial. It may be beneficial, though. Maybe if you're an emo kind of kind of person. Very, very well could be. You know, maybe you want that. Maybe you want that uh, dashboard going on. Maybe you want that further seems forever. It, it, very well could be but i'm just saying like shout just, out to further seems forever you don't want to go down the rabbit hole no more. i get it i get it maybe 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 puts put a little pep in that step maybe you know go to a, a dancing i've noticed that if you if you're really in a slump if you're really in a slump and you kind of force yourself to dance about two minutes the first two minutes you might feel a little awkward and then all of a sudden it's like 
the the dopamine, serotonin, whatever it is, you kind of it's kind of goofy, but you kind of kind of get into it. And then, of course, I'm going to plug it in therapy. This is why yeah, there yeah. is professionals out there. If you are really struggling and you just need an outlet that isn't going to judge you, that isn't going to ridicule you for how you feel or what you're going through, this is why you seek out a therapist, whether it's a social worker, counselor, um, counselor or a psychologist. So, absolutely. I think that's I think that's great. I you know what, doc, we've been talking about this, but I think it's time that we kind of switch gears a little bit, all right? And we go into that Q&A. Q&A, Q&A, everyone loves that Q&A. That Q&A, you know, so Q&A, Q&A. All right, Q&As. All right, Nick, here we go. You got it? You ready? This is kind of a lift, long, lengthy one here. Whew. Spirit Median. Good morning, guys. Oh, sorry, there's an exclamation. Good morning, guys. Was just talking, listening to a random episode this morning at work and reached out to everyone I know who recently had someone pass to see how they were doing. You guys are doing such an awesome job talking about death and just bringing awareness. I I went to a lot of therapy after my mom died for grief and just to process what a shitty person she was in the end of her life versus a great mom in my early life and all of the conflicting feelings that come with losing someone. She died semi-unexpectedly and tragically alone at home. So I had a lot of guilt for not being there, finding her sooner, blah, blah, blah. But it led to the spirit median eventually because I was so desperate to communicate with her one last time. Important to note, my therapist said it might not be rainbows and butterflies and bring closure like I wanted it to. And good God, was he right. I'm not sure how I really feel about people who talk to the dead if it's real or not, but this lady really brought angry, bitter energy that my mom had in life. And that really just made me angry and bitter again too. An old friend reached out months after this to say my mom kept coming to her to tell me she's feeling good now and she loves us. Whether that's true or not, felt good. Eventually, I've come to terms with everything and just need a longer grief period to sort out all my thoughts and mixed feelings. Didn't know if you guys had much experience with spiritual mediums or your feelings on them. Always interested in your insightful views. Hope all is well. Keep doing everything that you're doing. Sarah. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Doc, thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is normal, right? You lose a person that you love. um, And obviously, there is you know, guilt, shame, you know, that's such a normal thing. I I should have spent more time or if I would have known, you know, the, the, the God complex, like we, you know, we can't predict, we can't even predict weather very well. My thing is, is this, right? If you're seeking out answers or answers to questions that you, you unfortunately did not have a chance to ask this person, I think you are going to be left even more uh, confused. It's a, it's like a compounded grief because you're adding an extra flair to it. Because... But it makes sense why these people would want to communicate with them, right? To say their last goodbyes to get closure. Right. And I, I just want to clarify this. This is not Doc and I saying right, wrong, or indifferent about mediums. Um, I, I, I um, physically, me believe in my personal experience that we do have energy and aura. So 
to say one way or another that something exists or doesn't exist is is kind of in my brain a little bit like okay i don't have that knowledge so how can i say one way or another so to be to be frank absolutely doc if you if that's what you need for closure that's the people that can give it to you right that's well and you're going to the... you're going to find out pretty quick if it's going to be helpful or not helpful yeah. i i think anybody who is willing to try something to see if it's helpful there's nothing I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. It doesn't work, right? Yeah, right. It works, it works. Um, I just think that, you know, you also have to understand that I think of like a regular relationship, a breakup, right? There's so many people that are still hurt from not getting closure. Why did they ghost me? Why didn't they, you know, call me? Why didn't they take the time to come? And that is super painful to be sitting there with all these unanswered questions. And I completely understand that. But I think that you know, we do not understand. We don't have the answers to some of these questions. And I don't think we're ever going to have these answers until we ourselves die. Whether that is that it's darkness, we would know at that point, right? That's it, right? That's it. Or that there is something after life. You know, we have a lot of people that have had their own um, near death or death experiences and then came back and told told their stories. It's kind of a mixed bag, right? Right. I mean, and, and if you look at like microdosing and stuff that people are experiencing out of body, you know, and being able to talk to uh, the spiritual world and all that, I, I, I agree with you, Doc. If it's going to help, if it's going to help you, it doesn't really matter, right? Well, and I if, think, if, I think if life, other people think it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Reality, right? reality is it's your sub- own reality. Reality is subjective. Mm-hmm. Right. So what works for someone isn't going to work for someone else. It's worth a try. If if you really want to, you know, maybe communicate with the, the afterlife or communicate with a, a dead relative or dead friend or uh, lover, you know, kudos to you. If that's what you that's what you're looking for. There is people out there that have the gift, the vision. Right. Um, again. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, indifferent. It's true. It's not true. I think that there is just so many unanswered questions that it's really difficult to pinpoint whether this will be helpful. This won't be helpful. Um, it seems like the the listener, right, or the listener, the uh, the, the question itself, the questionnaire, right, it ended up being more painful than it was helpful. Right, right, or maybe maybe that was maybe that was a healing thing. Maybe it was like, uh, yep, well that that was mom. Like that was maybe this is this is real. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Doc. Who knows? I guess what I'm I'm going to end with is is that it's good, either way, right? Yeah, it's, you it's, know, I'd be interested to hear what you all think out there. If you've had a experience with a medium, or if you're a medium yourself, and 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 have uh, a thoughts on this question, feel. Uh, please feel free to email us at let's talk about deathpod at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know what you think about mediums and, and outlets and, and all that we talked about today. Um, and if you haven't, check out our 50th episode because we just celebrated that bad boy. And I just, I really like this comment we got from Insty, Instagram. I don't know if you know what that is. Wow. So I want to give a shout out and I apologize uh, to this person if they didn't want us to say their name, but I think it's wonderful. And I think obviously if it's on social media, they would they would have no problem. But to Joanna underscore Jasmine 21, um, the comment of this was such an awesome episode. My parents never talked to me about death and I love how I get to learn about it with you guys. I truly appreciate you so much. 
honestly, it's hard to just choose one favorite episode when they all, all of them are. Thank you so much. I just, from my heart and Doc's heart, thank you so much for, for saying that. That really helps Doc and I feel like we're doing something good. So thank you out there and feel free to comment us or like us, send us all your things, listen to us on any platform that you need. Please, if somebody is struggling with grief that you know, or maybe yourself, please listen to our episodes and I'm sure you'll get something from them one way or another. So Doc, you know, I think they all need to hear this. If, if they're not talking about death, then they are not living. Thank you.